Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, what's happening? There's Wells. As usual. All of them. All of them. What's uh, What's been going on? Anything fun and exciting? Yeah. What's up? I mean, we're going to talk about it on the show, but uh, I have frequented the new burial oh, yes. uh, location. New burial tap room has opened up in Charlotte. Yes. Uh, what, a week and a half ago? And I think I've been there four times. And you have not invited me once. You don't like people. True, I don't. Is there a lot of people I there? I mean, he's got you on that one. Yeah, he It's does. not even a technicality. It's a fact. It I is mean, fact. it's... Uh, it's not like a lot of people. They do a really great job of moving things through. Okay. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute, but okay. that, that's what I've been up to is, is that. Jeff, anything exciting for you? No, I just keep uh, posting up at the Buzz. Beer and wine. Nice. Um, actually, I was there. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more, more about it later, but I was there and bumped into the Noda sales rep, and we got to talking, and so we... Donated some beers. Uh, apparently, Nick's killing it out there. So, uh, nice. He was like, here, take these and talk about them on the show. And I'm like, oh, you don't know us, do you? <laughs> you don't okay. know how this could potentially go, do you? Yeah. yeah. Believes in his product. Hey. That's what you I mean, as, sometimes that's all it takes, That's man. what you need as a good sales rep. Strong belief. So, uh, Wells, mm-hmm. I went to a new place that I'm curious if you've ever been to, because for you and I... It's a bit of a haul. It's about 30 minutes away from my house, which would probably make it 25 or maybe a little more for he you. He doesn't know where you're talking about. So I, I know. It. So it's out in the Valentine area. It's called. Oh, yeah. I don't go to Valentine. <laughs> Keep it's going. The Butcher Market. No, nah, no. Never heard of it. Okay. So here's the easiest way to explain it. I don't know if you've ever heard people kind of pick on Common Market and call it the hipster version of Cracker Barrel. No, I've I've never heard that before. Okay, it kind of is when you think about it. It's kind of like a hipster Cracker Barrel. It is. Except the breakfast and the alcohol. Just just the the overall aesthetic and theme and like having the gift shop up front. Let's just let him have that so he'll go on because he'll keep trying to justify his crazy wrong belief. What the fuck ever. Anyways, this is like taking... This is the bougie common market. Like they have like Wagyu steak and all that stuff in there, but... They had a stellar beer selection, like beyond anything I could have imagined for a little tiny spot in Ballantine, which I can't imagine that place is not just making money hand over fist. I mean, for their prices? Yes. In this economy? Yes. Yeah. I mean, just to give you a prime example, Teddy Bear Kisses just sitting there on the shelf. Barrel Age 1050 just hanging out on the shelf. Like, shit that if you went to a real legit beer store, you know you would find. Did not expect that at a butcher market. You know what I mean? Like, they got a good beer buyer. Yes, yeah, they do. Probably have a good beer buyer that isn't afraid of taking on inventory that's going to sit. Yep. Because you're talking about a couple, you know, barrel-aged Imperial Stouts that can sit on the shelves for oh, years. The barrel-aged 1050 that I have was canned last year, and I'm very happy about that. Nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. the type of stuff that hits places that I go to and pieces out pretty quick because people buy it. Yeah. So I wouldn't go there anticipating fresh stock. Yeah, I mean, I'm not buying anything that needs to be consumed within a two-year period. That's like my old theory with the old 201 Central. I'm going there for stouts that are already aged and whatever's seasonal. Everything else I stay away from because there's no telling how old it is. Yeah, that's where beer went to die. Sure. Mm. And sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah. But it also, like, they would have a lot of really fresh seasonal stuff. I mean, like, I would pick up Hop, Drop, and Roll that was, like, a day old. Yep. Yeah, there's a, a place for places like 201 Central and 
Total Wine when I'm showing up to a beer tasting and I really want to bring a three-year vertical of something, but I don't have it at the house. Total Wine has it. Yes, Not that's that true. they and, uh, are trying to have it, but they do. And, you know, the, the sad part is I until Jeff, because Jeff and I were just kind of having a conversation about that spot, because I guess Jeff's been there a few times, and I just, it was unbeknownst to me, I didn't know what was there. Yeah. was really surprised with what I walk in and found. Um, totally forgot there was even a Total Wine over in that part of town. Like, didn't even cross my mind. Good. Keep, we'll keep forgetting about that. It's just been so long since, and that used to be before, I, I guess before there was really a huge selection of beer stores in this town. At one point, it was just them and Brawley's, and that was it. So that's it, you know, there's a time and a place for for going to a, a big box store. You know, it's one of the things Grant and I've been talking a lot about is you know, as he started talking about trying to curate his stock. In, right. You know, when he launched. A lot of what he got in was all stuff that he was familiar with, that was easy to get a hold of. So he gets stuff on the shelf. Yep. And you know, very quickly, I'm like, yeah. And, and he and I are kind of having this conversation about like, but this is all stuff you could buy at the teeter. You know, why, why, why would I? Why would I come in here if I could go to the? I teeter? mean, there's a reason I go there, but I'm not going there to buy, you know, Sycamore beer or yep. you know. For twenty percent more than you can at the grocery store, right, probably. Right now, you know, since then he's really changed a lot of his stock around, and so that's great. So now I go in and I'm like, it, it's like going to IKEA. You know, I walk in and I'm like, I'm just gonna have a pour, maybe get a four pack. Seventy five dollars later, I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> Why is my cart full? Yes. Yeah. Well, walk out with two bookshelves and a. Why do bed I have frame? to put this beer together myself? Like, right. Why? What the hell? <sighs> So we talked about this, and it kind of escalated from "Hey, Oops. modern times might story be, time might be selling to oh wait, it's gone to a brewery I'd never heard of before called Brewery X. Yeah, which interesting name for a brewery. I have to give him that. Oh, I know. Like, good luck. I, I thought this was a uh, yeah, euphemism for something. Yes, like Brewery I did too. X. Like somebody wants to remain anonymous, and yep. lo and behold, there's actually a brewery called Brewery X. Um, has submitted at least what is for now the highest bid uh, for modern times. Um, wow, today uh, another little wrinkle got added in, but we'll talk about that in uh, just a hot second. Um, so modern times went bankrupt, went into receivership, and got put up for auction. We talked about on the last recording how Maui Brewing Company uh, submitted a stalking horse bid of $7 million and change. Well, the final bid, accepted bid, uh, comes from Brewery X, which is the actual name of the brewery, uh, for $20 million. And I'm like, wow, that's a pretty big chunk of change. Except um, there was a higher bid for $21 million, and it was a joint venture. We're still figuring this out, but it's a joint venture of like the untapped founder is partnering with a North Carolina brewery, uh, True Colors. I think we have talked about them on the show before. Yes, oh, yeah. we have. Um, so they they lost the bid, but namely because they couldn't make the accelerated closing date. Um, and the reason that there's an accelerated closing date rather than like an extended period is because Modern Times is straight up out of money and can't make the next payroll. Gotcha. Okay. So there is 
so much to unpack in just the beginning, like the addendum to this article. Yikes. So with that being said, who owns them? Is it Brewery X officially or is it True Colors? We don't know yet. Okay. We, we don't know yet because this was yesterday. I mean, June the 20th. And I mean, this, this just got added to the article like today. Gotcha. Um, I'm having a hard time. I don't know. My brain's a little bit scrambled trying to watch this tennis match go back and forth. And whereas I thought like, oh, you know, Maui, $7 million. That's a steal. Brewery X, who the heck are these guys and where do they get $20 million? And now I'm wondering where the heck Untapped founder and True Colors getting 21. So yeah, we'll be talking about this you know, next recording for sure. Yeah, at some point somebody's going to It's not over yet. Yeah, at some point the ink has to dry on one of these proposals and we'll just see who wins. And uh, now in sad news. Yeah, so Hair of the Dog Brewery has announced that its last day of operation is Sunday, June 26th, which is rapidly approaching. Yeah. Um, they said summer. You know, this, this uh, closure was announced in February. Alan, um, their brewer, owner, founder, everything, um, has, he, dude just wants to retire, right? And it's been around for a while. It, yeah. Uh, they've been open since 1993. So a 29-year run, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, they have made some of my favorite strong ale, period. And I actually had hope against hope that I would be able to make it out to Portland before the actual closure date. Well, I mean, you technically still could. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> you can able- get on a plane tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let let me... And and then what? I will be poor and in Portland and unable to come home. Well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying you could technically do it still if you wanted to. Just, you know, it'd be like everybody else and stand outside the Voodoo Donuts begging for cash. Yeah. So, Jeff, did you go to this brewery when you did your... Yeah. Pacific trip. What did you think of it? What did I think of what? Hair of the dog. Hair of the dog. Uh, What did I think of the brewery? Brewery? Um, I I was severely disappointed. Uh, Do you want to know what I thought about the beer? I can't answer that because we never were served. Wow. We sat at a table for 45 minutes and um, could not not get any any kind of attention at all. And so we got got up and left. Forty-five minutes—that's an aggressively long time of just ignoring. There's that. Customer. There's that point of like, now I'm just pissed off and I'm gonna wait it out. And um, yeah, and I mean, this is five years ago, six years ago. So it's yeah. not like we can say, oh well, you know, pandemic and staffing and all that. Like, honestly, like it just it fed into my entire narrative of my trip to Portland, which is you hate Portland. You're here. <laughs> give us your money. We may or may not pay attention to you at all, but give us your money. We know you're only here to spend money. We want it. Give it here. <laughs> I want it. Give it to me now. And I thought Josh could hold a grudge. Goddamn, the two of y'all are like out grudging each other over here. <laughs> it makes me want to put on the tool song, The Grudge, and just like watch y'all fight. I, you know, I mean, I get it. I totally get it. We were there to go and try it, stuff and spend money and probably buy some bottles. And I mean, you know, not was like it busy. The, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like 
the most packed I've ever seen of a Cena brewery. But it also, you know, like it was 80% full. Yeah. You know, we walked up and they're like, just find yourself a table. And so we sat at, you know, at a open table and we're just let down. All right. Well, sucks about that. I still wanted to go. And um, like I said, don't let your dreams die. You can hop a red eye tonight out to Portland. I guess as long as unless they cancel it. Yes, good point. <laughs> and as long as I've got an ass like this, I guess I am getting back home. There we go. go. All right, so this story, Wells, you po- posted part of this, and then I found another part of this, and now I'm really confused so you about found, what's going on. You found the press release from... Harpoon. Harpoon. That they were buying a brewery called Long Trail. Yes. Okay. And then I see this... Otter Creek and Whistlepig is in this too. So, what the fuck's actually happening? I'm confused. It's pretty simple. The parent company of Harpoon, aka the Massachusetts Bay Brewing Company, uh, is buying another brewery holding company that brews Otter Creek and Shed. I've never heard of Shed. I have had Otter Creek. They make, yeah, uh, I've, I've seen. They make an alt beer. That's like one of their things. Um. So anyway, they're buying this brewery, buying the brands, essentially, and selling the physical plant to the Whistlepig Distillery. Yes. So who knows what's going to happen to all the people that work there? Uh, Either they'll transfer to Harpoon, or maybe they'll stick around with Whistlepig, or maybe they'll just be out of a job. But boy, that's, uh, that's a whole bunch. I didn't realize like Harpoon was owned by somebody else for that matter. I didn't know that uh, Otter Creek was owned by somebody else for that matter. Nope. So it's, you know, just a holding company buying another holding company, keeping the brands. They will keep brewing uh, Otter Creek and Shed, but just not on location. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of, and I didn't put this in there because we are slammed with stories already, but did you guys know that Heretic got bought? Who? Heretic Brewing? Yes. Okay. I didn't. I had no idea. <sighs> that name sounds familiar. You've seen them if you've gone to Salute or Common Market. I haven't seen Heretic at Salute in years. They uh, they were an offshoot of, or at least they're, f- see, now I'm trying to kind of, Piece together in my shoddy memory, like why I know Heretic. Their founder came from somewhere else. Okay. Which I can't remember the dang name of it. And before they had even opened, had signed a North Carolina distribution deal. I'm like, that's pretty brave. You know, they haven't even started brewing yet and they've got NC Distro. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, they're, they just got bought out and their owner just got yep he got let go know, let go by the new ownership so yeah i saw the the, the tweet today and i was like who what heretic exactly. got bought heretic i had to look them up on untapped too like have i had any heretic beers yes yeah, surprisingly i had a lot but nothing in the last four years man i just i i'm not talking years before covid yeah i was gonna say i i'm trying to remember i know i had seen them at common market but it's been a minute since i've seen them at even common market so I mean, you want to talk about a brewery that hazy IPAs probably did kill off because they were 
riding that West Coast wave until they weren't. Yeah. But who in the world buys, like, signs a distribution deal, like, pre-opening? That's wild to me. People with balls. So, Coors Light decided to do a recall on some beer, and this is where this whole story gets a little hazy and a little weird. And thanks <laughs> hazy. To, I see what you did there. Thanks to Jeff for actually posting the Snopes article, which is, you know, the real talk. Um, about a month ago, people on TikTok, which, you know, apparently that's the new whatever. That's where people get their news. Yeah. Uh, they were pouring out cans of like Miller Lite or Coors Light, and they had like legit things that looked like slime coming out of the cans. Yeah, yep. viscosity. I mean, this shit is thick. Pours like five W thirty, which literally, is like, gross. and not the beer, the yeah. actual oil. And you could argue, maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, they. So it, the Snopes article officially says it's unclear. Of is this the reason why the recall is happening? I mean, I don't doubt that there may be something to it. And it's not like a brewery to recall beer unless there is potentially a problem. Right. And it may not be quite as bad like, you know, the video show, but better safe than sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Last thing you want is to be the new, you know, trending whatever they call it on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see how disgusting this looks, the Just story of course, <laughs> yeah, the story of course be on the show notes. But uh, it looked quite gross when I watched a few of these videos, and I'd seen them circulate earlier this month. So, and you know, it's one of those things where it's on TikTok, so it's kind of hard to believe what you're seeing. You don't really know, and then you read the story of a recall, and you go, "Huh, okay then." Molson Coors has said like this problem is confined to one bottling line at one plant in Ohio. And it's, you know, Keystone, no, not Keystone, is it? Yeah, Keystone Light and Coors Light, and that's it. So if you're drinking, um, if you're drinking that and you live in the Midwest, you know, maybe, maybe don't. Uh, of course, at this point, whatever was out there has probably been already pulled back. So yeah, either you've noticed a problem with what is sitting in your, in your fridge in which case, you know, you can get a refund or you haven't noticed it. You never will. But boy, yeah, this stuff just does look, it, it looks foul. It, I don't yeah, know how does. you could it drink lo- it and not notice Yeah, you know, without all the bubbles in it. But they said it was, there was no like safety issue. Like it was safe to drink. Like, sure. But what in the heck happened? Like, uh, Maybe it's like, uh, you know, sometimes you get lucky at the uh, Taco Bell and you go and you put your cup up there and like the water doesn't completely kick on. You get extra syrup. And so maybe that's just like extra syrup Coors Light. Extra syrup Coors Light. Nice. It's a a Coors Light reduction. Demigloss. (laughs) Well, uh, I guess speaking of things that make me ill to think about. Yeah, what's happening or what did... uh what happened with BrewDog and could have potentially happened? So, back in 2018, BrewDog had approached Heineken about a sale. And the things did not move out of the preliminary phase. Like, talk started, and then they didn't go anywhere. But at the same time, for the most punk brewery out there, 
that is is all about equity for its shareholders and this, that, and the other, and how they won't sell and big beer is evil and this, that, and the other. Yeah, I mean, well, Lagunita said the same thing. Uh, yep. So anyway, turns out leaked emails have shown that BrewDog approached Lagunitas uh, Heineken. Well, a lot of sale back in 2018. So just in case you just needed one more... I mean, this is like another notch on the hypocrisy bedpost of BrewDog. Like, well, yeah. okay, but like, let's... At the same time, they're selling a brand and an ideal. But anybody who starts a business, ultimately unless they're just kidding themselves, they're looking to cash out at some point. A lot of time, a lot of sweat, a lot of effort goes into being a douchebag at BrewDog. I mean, I have famously said, if AB wants to give us a check and make this the all AB podcast, I will take that money, baby. Damn straight. I mean, looking at our show topics for next next uh, recording session, like... We pretty much are the AB show at that point. Yeah, we kind of are. But we would talk, we would speak about them in a good light. Yeah, rather than positively review their beers. More reason to not like Brewdog. At the same time, and like I know sometimes we always are looking for things to talk about and whatnot, but like, who cares? Yeah, I'll be 100% honest with you. So four years ago, they wanted to cash out. Okay. I read that story, and then I read BrewDog's lack of comments, basically. A little bit of a comment of like, you know what? Fuck the BBC for going after us for this. This is kind of like a smear piece. It did feel a little stretch. How is it a smear piece when you're sending emails to Heineken going like, I just want to let you know that like we'd be okay with you buying us because it clearly worked out for Lagunitas. So if we can get Lagunitas money. Well, I think they're calling it a smear piece because you know they still had the punky, they still have the punk ethos and yada yada yada. Ugh. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Uh, Wells, South Carolina, and beer laws has always been kind of a tricky area. It has been. Um, they did something kind of cool. And that they raised their alcohol limit to above North Carolina's. So that was awesome. Yeah. You can get some amazing beer in South Carolina. Yeah. Like some of the dogfish heads. Yep. You know, any of those yellow caps that we always go nuts over. Yep. Um, you know, 120 minute worldwide stout, race on Dextra, whatever, like just chilling out, sitting on the shelves in South Carolina. But they haven't been very progressive in in other ways like if you're a south carolina brewery you're still required to go through a distributor to come to market but um what happened during covid times is particularly curious now we've already bagged on minnesota recently for not doing anything to help their you know homegrown breweries you know, kind of, kind of kneecapping them. Yeah. Um, so in late 2020, the South Carolina General Assembly uh, just did a little edit out of beer that you could take home in a day um, directly from a South Carolina brewery, and, and that made it basically a case. Like you take home a case of 12-ounce cans or... 500, a, a day, 500, right? 576 ounces of beer per person for it to go sales. Yes. Okay. So the problem was this was temporary. And it that little edit 
I was supposed to sunset uh, you just recently. And uh, and it did. May of 21? Yeah, May 31st, 2022. And they did not... Oh, they uh, extended. Okay, okay. I see yeah, that. they did not further extend the provision. So as of June the 1st, South Carolina breweries are back to their 2010... Uh, 288 ounces per person per day for take-home beer. So Congratulations, South Carolina. You played yourself. I mean, not really, if you ask me. That's still a... In this new or old law, that is still 16 tall boys. No, it's not. What's the number right there? 18, 16. It's it's 18, 6-ounce cans. Okay. That's God's plenty. Is it not? But, it, but, but if yeah. I'm if I'm coming in from out of state or whatever, I don't understand why the hell there is a limit on North Car- or South Carolina breweries in general. I mean, are, I, are, I, I I get that, but I, I can guess. roll to a Walmart and probably fill up a cart. Yep. But if I dare go to a producer, I'm I'm kneecapped. Okay. I should walk out the door and come back in. Yeah. Or. <laughs> I go oh, here's my, here's my child. I mean, my wife. I mean, uh, my child bread. Hello, random stranger. <laughs> I don't know you. I know I'm going to be the first over 21 year old person, like just chilling outside of a brewer. Like, hey, man, uh, would you mind buying me some beer? <laughs> like, I haven't done this since I was underage. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, part of me, I, I see your point, Wells, but I also. To me, that feels like that's a lot of beer at a brewery. Like, I don't know too many South Carolina breweries that I could be walking into and walking out of with that many. I, I could see myself doing this at, like, Westbrook. Okay. I could go in and, you know, they got a couple different, like, IPAs that uh-huh. I get crazy about. And I want to buy a bunch of those. And maybe they got some bombers. Got some bombers while I'm there. Oh, wait, I'm at my limit. Like, that sucks. It does. But then at the same time, you could just go to a bottle shop and grab the rest. But right? if these are brewery exclusive beers like okay. the Westbrook barrel age things are. Sure they are. And and I'm sitting here thinking, you know, doing math in my head of okay, I've I've gone to the Mexican cake barrel aged release and that's twelve times twenty two ounces. Well that's over. Um yeah it's uh Two hundred. Oops, I did that wrong. Uh, two hundred eighty-eight ounces by twenty-two ounce bombers is thirteen. So thirteen bombers, and you're done. Okay, so that is a which case of beer. That's fine. Which isn't that bad, but yet still, like, I can show up for that one case that I had already paid for, and that's it. Yeah, and but then you it. can like, go I back can... tomorrow and get another case. What if I'm not there tomorrow? Why? Why is there a limit? So, anyway. South Carolina is not the only state that does have a limit and it runs through all the other breweries in the South that have limits. Georgia, similarly 288 ounces. This is all like two go per person per day numbers. Georgia at 288 ounces. Mississippi, 526. Alabama at 864. How in the hell is Alabama Get all more, the hooch. more progressive than South Carolina? And meanwhile, North Carolina is sitting here all mean girls saying the limit does not exist. No limit soldier. I thought I told you. Yeah, I I mean, okay. I see it both ways. I I, I see, yes, from a brewery standpoint, this sucks. It does kneecap them a little bit. But at the same time, that's still a lot of beer that you're taking home. 13 bombers? 
That's a lot. Yeah. That is an awful lot. And that's only at that brewery. You could go to the brewery next, pretend they were next door, and get yourself another 13 bottles. But I'm an adult with spendable income. Yeah. Right? And I don't appreciate the state telling me how much money I'm allowed to spend in to legally purchase something. And, And that... Yeah, explain to me why that's okay. I mean, Ron it's, Swanson it's is right. You know, like <laughs> we don't need the government necessarily to step. But the bigger issue is like it's one of those things that nobody else is doing. Nobody else is doing. Right. There's probably like two states, and they, who cares? It is just it. It just goes to show how still backwards some of our beer law is. Yeah, absolutely. You would not expect that type of restriction. Anywhere else. Yeah. I would never even dream of walking into Divine Barrel and saying, give me two cases. And then saying, oh, I, I, I can only sell you one. Yeah. Come back tomorrow. Yeah. What are you going to do? Turn around and drive the 45 minutes back to Divine Barrel the next day? No, you're just not going to come back. Exactly. I'm just going to go five minutes down the road and tell Grant, I want two cases. And he'd be like, okay, I can do that. Well, and I was going to say, see, that's, I guess that's part of my other argument is that you aren't technically getting hamstrung by the government because you could go to a bottle shop and buy all you want. You're, you're, the businesses are being hamstrung. Yeah, for sure. Yes. They yes. are. You are not. Yeah. As an adult, you are not. Because, again, you can go to a bottle shop and stock up all you want to. Yep. Is it cool for them to do that to the breweries? Absolutely not. No way, no, no how. They do need to fix this, but then at the same time, it's South Carolina. Personally, I would rather, given the choice, all things being equal, if I had a bottle shop and a brewery oh, next yeah. to each other that sold the exact same beer, I'm going to go to the brewery because, let's face it, the bottle shop can get beer from wherever. Yep. But if I like that brewery, I want to provide them with the highest possible margins. Yep. Absolutely. And yes. this is saying, like... it. I mean, it just comes back to, I hate being told where to spend my money. I get that. I totally do. And yeah, they definitely do need to fix it. I like the, uh, the stilling pot here for the craft brewery. That's a, that's a nice uh, bit of clip art there. Yeah, South Carolina has uh, 129 craft breweries, according to this chart, uh, 2019. Um, Which is shockingly low, by the way. I did not think it was that low. I feel like we have 129 that opened up in Charlotte this month. Right? Yep. Uh, they're sitting at 3.3 breweries per capita, which is 29th in the country. That's, I mean, middle of the pack. Yeah. They, but it could be higher. And you see all these states that have more permissive alcohol laws, I don't know, have more breweries and be better, you know, be a, a more business-friendly, more welcoming environment. Yeah, that's true. Uh, speaking of being welcoming environment, Wells, you talked a little bit earlier at the beginning of the show about your visit to Burial. So I did. Um, it's awesome. It's fantastic. And I'm sitting here thinking I don't have to go to Burial in Asheville anymore because I have one less than 10 minutes away from my house. So whenever I go to Asheville now, um, I can hit up Silicoa, Dissolver, you know, Highland. I can do whatever, Eurisco. I can do whatever I want. Right. Because if I'm just trying to get my burial fix, I got a, I got a spot down the street now, and it's awesome. 
y'all. Nice. It is it is super cool. Um, it if they had opened when they had intent, intended to open like six months or so ago, you know, construction delays and permitting and all this stuff, um, they would have had one hell of a view of the skyline until. Uh, other construction has kind of taken that view away, but gotcha. but they're one of the few rooftop places in in Plaza Midwood. They have like twenty four taps downstairs and twelve more upstairs, and there's talk about a food truck, like you know, permanently on site. I don't know what kind of food um, they're going to make, but if it's anything like the kitchen that they have in South Slope, Asheville, uh, cool. Like I'm, I'm excited. It's Barrel makes great beer. I'm happy to see them. And I think that kind of raises the bar for so many other breweries in Charlotte. I mean, I'm more likely to go to Plaza Midwood now because I've got Burial, I've got Southern Strain, I've got Resident Culture, like five-minute walk in between each place. That's not bad. No kidding. Like park once and just, you know, make moves. Yeah. Or or get a ride share and make moves. But... Get yeah. you a Lime scooter, Uber scooter. Oh, sure. Scoot around, make moves. Now, what? my question is what's going to happen to uh, other breweries like Pilot and uh, Legion. I guess Legion is kind of overall sitting pretty. They've got four locations now all across Team, town. Team. <laughs> they opened up 10 more since the last time we More than like, <laughs> This is Legion, not Highwire. Are you sure, though? Yeah. Well, speaking a lot of, of Juicy J. Well, speaking of Highwire, that they're under construction, starting to wrap up in South End too. So, safe to say, by the end of the summer, we'll have a Highwire location as well. That's crazy. I know. Well, keep, I mean, like you keep wondering, like who's going to fill these places? And it's the people who are moving into all of these freaking high-rise apartment complexes they keep putting in. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So many apartments. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, old man shakes fist. Besides Taps Wells, do they have like to go stuff too? Like, oh, yeah, four pack stuff like that. They've got four pack single bottles, everything. Okay. Uh, they even have, I mean, one heck of a merch section. I didn't really like look through all their shirts and everything, which is weird. One of my burial shirts is looking rather ragged and threadbare at the moment, but. I mean, <sighs> if I can get like half of their cool ass labels on a t shirt, I'm fucking in. Yeah, well, they, they've got that. Yeah. So they are also, they've got like vintage clothing from... Boris and Natasha. Boris, Boris and Natasha, which is the former tenant of that place that got displaced. And they also have like a, a record selection and I kind of like from Premium Sound, Tip Top Markets, little imprint. Uh, so I was, you know, just kind of thumbing through the records. I'm like, man, if... I had the budget for it. If I wasn't trying to blow all my money on beer right now, I would be in here record shopping. Like this is it's, nice. It's a good selection. Like I've just had a lot of good times there. Cool. Four of them to be actual, to be honest. So I, I really enjoy Perhaps it. I shall join you one of these I think times. You should. So you go. No, I, I was going to say once it kind of calms down over there, but I think you're just going to, we're going to have to get there early enough. Which you, you know, my MO anyway, so that's yeah. fine. Yeah, roll roll up there. Um, fun trivia fact: I was the first paying customer on their grand opening day. Nice. Yeah, that, that, that's on brand. Yeah, it that, is. yeah, it is. That is completely on brand. Yeah, None of this is a surprise. Yeah, I mean, it was hot as hell outside, and everybody was waiting in their car, and I'm the one that just walked up, like, 
Nobody's in line. I see like a bunch of people with their cars still on, just like staring at the front door. Yeah, I'm like, no, hey, you're in your I, car. You're not in line. You're not Did in you line. Pay in cash so they could like mount your dollar bill up on the wall. No. Or? Oh, okay. And Should unfortunately, we're gonna need to keep your credit card, sir. Kachuk, kachuk. <laughs> Staples it to the wall. Uh, yeah, well, it was cool. really cool, and I can't wait to get back. Nice. That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those places I've been excited about them opening for a while. Cool to see our city just constantly growing and expanding. And it, yeah, eventually you would think that steam's going to run out, but apparently not. What bubble? At least if you live here, what bubble? I, I don't know that it's going to be a, like everybody keeps talking about bubble. I think more likely what's going to happen is it's going to drive out some of the lesser breweries that don't have a hook. True. Yeah, a lot of a lot of folks that weren't necessarily making the best product, um, suddenly the bar- like the threshold, like the floor is just going to raise to the point that some of these folks just are going to get closed. And yeah. having an expensive location and your beer is just okay may not be enough. Yeah, it's not going to work forever. That's for damn sure. So you know, for any of these new openings, like it, it makes me a little nervous for them. But you know, it's part of it. We see that happen in the restaurant world all the time. Yep. You know, we're always talking about the new restaurants that come in, but nobody says there's a restaurant bubble, even though all those new restaurants are replacing something else. Yep. Hundred percent. All right, we ready for break? Yes. We'll be back in thirty. Time for buy no buy, Jeff. How does that work? So we're drinking beer on the show. Um, and this is beer that that we bring in, uh, we provide just on our own. Um, occasionally we get beer from listeners, and then you know, occasionally, uh, as mentioned, I was at Buzz Beer Wine earlier and uh, bumped into the the Noda sales rep, and uh, Nick's like, uh, "I got this new beer. I'm real excited about. It. You should try it." I'm like, "Well, hey, just so happens I'm going to a thing. I happen to do a podcast, and uh, you know, you ever heard of this podcast thing?" And he's know? like, "No," and I'm like, "Yeah, that tracks." <laughs> No, that's all makes perfect perfect sense. Yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. Uh, but he donated uh, the first two beers we'll have for tonight. But we're going to talk about the beer that we've been drinking through this show and whether we would buy it with our money or not. Um, first up is uh, a new Noda beer called Pitching Pills, or I'm sorry, Pitch Side Pills, uh, to go in line, I guess, with the uh, Charlotte Football Club, um, which was a really big deal for their first two games. Mm-hmm. They're still a big deal. I've got tickets to go see Chelsea in July. Sure. Pretty excited. So you're going to see the other teams, not necessarily. I'm getting, I'm going there to see both. Gotcha. I'm just hoping everybody has a good time. That's right. But um, yeah, um, pitch side pills, German style, four point one percent. You know, it's it's getting stupid hot outside, and uh, it is. Oddly enough, I'm kind of starting to gravitate a little away from Hoppy Hop, and. Um, some of these crispy boys are real nice. I, I like this one. Um, I'm, I'm not as crazy about it now that it's warmed up a little more, but um, it's I, I really enjoy it. It's nice and clean and, and good, so it's a buy for me. Wells? It's 
been a while since I've had what I would consider a fridge beer uh, from Noda. And I think this might be my next like crispy boy pickup. This is really good. Wow. Easy drinking. Little, I mean, it's got a nice bitterness, pretty high carb, light as hell body, dry finish. It's everything that I'm looking for in a German style Pilsner. Um, this is really good, and, and I'm a buy. Josh. The only thing I wish is that it had a little bit more of a hot bite to it. Not much sure. more, just sure. a tiny bit more, just to make it a super crispy boy. Well, but if I'm sitting out getting sunburned at a you know Charlotte FC game and it's a hundred you know pushing a hundred degrees, how much of a hot bite do you really want to have? All right, all right, yeah, that's true. Don't want a lot, uh, but no, this is this was really good. This is absolute buy, Jeff. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Uh, this is Noda's Wham Lager. Um, and he, Nick told me what it was. So uh, last Christmas. Yeah, right. Now just wham. <laughs> um, Nick, hit us up on, on Twitter at CBcast. Uh, let us remind us what the WAM stood for. I, I don't know if that was if you were making a joke or if that actually did have a meaning to it. Um, as I'm stalling here and looking at the bottom of the can, trying to figure out if maybe that says it. Nope. Uh, but this is a lager with lime and salt. And again, like to me, like this, I, I have three or four, uh, four packs of divine barrels, lime lager sitting in my fridge right now for pool time. Um, I may be grabbing some of these to mix it in. I like the little touch of salt in this. I'm a sucker for a lime lager. I'm a buy on this one too. Wells. Lime is sharp, um, but I but I love lime, and I don't think I love lime as much as you do. Um, I think this beer is okay. Uh, the lime comes through, but it it isn't exactly like it's fake lime, right? Like uh, I I would put you mean a lime extract instead of actual lime. concentrate or yeah, this isn't like actual juice limes or whatever being put in this. I would be sh- stunned if it was. Um, I'm sure Nick will it, tell us. It's fine, but it's a little bit one note, which is to say it's limey. Um, it's, Why are you calling me limey, eh? Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's adequate, but I'm not going to buy it. Not my bag. Josh. So last Sunday, I made some barbacoa. Mmm. Spent, you know, the full six-hour process, smoked it for a good two hours. You didn't call? What the fuck? I know. My bad. Well, you went to burial without him. So yeah. whatever's going on between you two. Four times. I'm going to need yeah, you all to, like, <laughs> make up and make out afterwards. Braised it in my own liquid, like, even bought, like, dried chilies. Like, I went all out for Hopefully this. not in your own liquid. This would have been perfect with I that. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. This would have been so good with it. Mm-hmm. This uh, this surprised me because Jeff came in early. I saw the cans. I was like, I'm I'm not gonna like this. I I'm just not gonna like it, and I'm surprised that I do. And I really do enjoy it quite a bit. So, absolute buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Pipeworks. It's been a hot minute since we had Pipeworks, but um, that's what she said. It's um they they are they are here in town occasionally. Yeah, and I for whatever reason, like don't get it, but you just see them sometimes. I'll pick up their, uh, was it Ninja versus Unicorn? Mm-hmm. But it seems like everything else is a pale ale. Yes, I have noticed that too. <sighs> Drives me nuts. 
This beer is called Pineapple Guppy, and it's a pineapple pale ale. It tastes like a bitter, sour, almost pineapple pale pale ale. It's 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 whelming. I like Pipeworks, but I, I if I'm gonna buy some of their pine cans, I'm gonna keep looking for Ninja Unicorn and move on. Fair enough. No buy. Well, I want more pineapple, just a little bit. Um, whelming. That's that's a. I like that. Whelming. No buy. All Josh. the whelming. Yeah, this, I mean, this isn't terrible. It's it's whelming. Maybe the best way to say it. Um, <clears throat> this is one of the two pipework spears that I saw sight unseen at the butcher market and was like, okay, why not? Fuck it, let's roll the dice. Not terrible, but probably wouldn't buy this one again either. Jeff, next beer up. Next beer up. Uh, speaking of pineapple, pineapple tangerine high lie. Cigar City's IPA with pineapple and tangerine. Um, this does not taste great to me. Um, it's also almost five months old. Yeah, it's canned uh, February 3rd. Mm-hmm. I'll explain. So, I'll explain. Okay, so um, no buy for me, no buy for Wells. It's the turd in the box. Oh. It's the turd in the box, baby. Why? There was fresh hail ale, uh, fresh highlight. Yep. Completely fresh white oak and completely fresh normal highlight. Don't ask me why that one was five months old in that box. So you bought a mixed pack that had a turd in the box. Wow. They must be really desperate to like get rid of this. And it's after, been a while. Since and after tasting it, I can see why. Yeah. No, this this one. Uh, the only way it's good is if you have those three highlight and then a white oak and then you feel all right and you go, OK, now I'm going to try this and fine. But yeah, otherwise, no, it's not good. God, I think I'd rather drink some of those non-alcoholic beers. This They're was... still in there. No. <laughs> He's yeah. trying. He's trying so hard. Jeff, next beer up. Next beer up uh, from Vana Flora. Uh, this is their Watermelon Goes uh, mixed culture fermented with local watermelon and aged on lime, basil, hibiscus, house-zested limes, and sea salt. Um, I was ready to hate this. Because you don't like watermelon. I don't like watermelon. You don't like melon in general. No, and, and, I, and I still, I'm not buying this. Um, the goes portion, I feel like, is strong enough that it could carry you through if you start crazy about watermelon. But I just flat out don't like watermelon. So um, that, that's, a, that's an issue for me. But, you know, um, that's no buy. Well, <laughs> Fauna Flora makes very good watermelon beers if you're a watermelon fan. Um, I know I brought the Lake James Rind on the show a little after the season last year, and man, y'all just shit all over it. That was a little upsetting. But they're back with Watermelon Goza, and it's got everything that I'm looking for. It's got some nice punchy acidity. It's got some uh, smoothing salinity, and it's got some really tasty watermelon and lime interplay. I'm a huge fan of this. I'm probably good for two, four packs a year, but, you know, I'll buy it. Josh, what do you have to shit on them? Too sour for me, man. 
Well, you know, I don't like sours. That's the thing. Like, this is not a surprise. And it's good. It's well made. And I have to give it to him. It's not like overly watermelon y. doesn't taste like fake watermelon because I don't know about you because I like watermelon too. I don't know about you, but I can spot fake watermelon a mile away. Yeah. Like, it's got a very distinct taste to yeah, it. And this is the real shit. Yeah, this is really good. Um, but yeah, it's a little too tart for my taste. No bye. Jeff, final beer up. Final beer up from Burial is their Anno Domini uh, 2022. MMXXII 2022. Uh, this is an Imperial Stout weighing in at a very light and sessionable 14%. But this is a blend of red wine and bourbon barrel aged Imperial Stouts. And uh, I, I was a little nervous because sometimes uh, when you see like a red wine Imperial Stout, it can kind of overtake everything else. But uh, this is about as good of a blend between a, a red wine barrel and a bourbon barrel that I've had in a really long time. This is an excellent beer. It's nice. It's viscous. It's just a basic stout with barrel treatments, which is, and I feel like we keep repeating this over and over again. That's where, where we are kind of all are with our Imperial stouts right now. Yeah. Um, big fan of this one. Big buy. Wells. I do appreciate that burial is showing some restraint here and not giving me a, a kitchen sinks worth of adjuncts in this that it's just a bourbon barrel and red wine barrel blend. Um, this is delicious. Um, huge fan. I need to buy more of this. And uh, I do plan on buying more of this. Josh. Restraint is the word to use in this. It, it definitely is not overly powerful at all. Uh, <clears throat> Jeff, I'm with you with the red wine stuff. Sometimes you're like, it can be too much. This has got that perfect balance of just right. Like, you can you get the the dryness of the red wine, and then enough of that sweetness from the bourbon, and that it just it's a very good blend. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, and I mean, of course, it's burial, right? Like, it, it's no big surprise that burial makes a good stout, and they know what they're doing, and they know how to barrel age shit. Like, unless it's like a lemon candy. <laughs> yeah, look, they're not bulletproof. But well, I mean, I don't know, just in fantasy booking world, tell me them and Revolution making a beer together wouldn't just be fucking amazing. For sure. Uh, you're supposed to call your doctor if your boner does not subside after four hours. Right. Yeah. Like, that would be loads of fun to see them and Rev. Like, because, I mean, Rev you know, is in that upper, beyond upper echelon, like top tier of it's a barrel aged beer. You know what you're going to get. That's right. and, and and burial feels a lot that way to me too. Like more hits than misses. Yeah, and undoubtedly. Yeah, this is just right up there. Absolutely, Jeff. It's time for I tap that. How does that work? So I tap that is uh, what is the beer that we'd like to have on our kegerator at home? Um, so like the middle three for me are straight out. Um, the burial is really good, but I don't know that I'm looking for that kind of beer. So um, I'm. <laughs> It's pool season. I'm going Wham Lager. Nice. Uh, I just I love I love lime. So that's my that's my favorite. I knew that I knew that's where you were going. I know. Well, you know, I mean, it's going to have to be the barrel. It, okay. It is absolutely the the strongest showing here. Hundred percent. 
I don't care how long it would take me to kick a keg of this. I don't, I don't think I would be sick of it at the end of six months. You, you wouldn't because there's nothing in here to get sick of. Yep. Yeah, it's not like yeah, adjuncts are going to fall out. It's not like things are going to fade away. It's just barrel and, I mean, it's just a double-barreled stout and it's damn good. Josh. Believe it or not, I got to go with the pitch side pills. It's a damn good made pills. And I'm with Jeff. It's getting hot. Uh, sometimes I just want a nice crispy boy when it's yeah. a thousand degrees outside. Well, one of the beers that we got coming up for the next show, I had a four pack of it. And, you know, it's been stupid hot out. Yes. And I drank them all. Yep. And so that's why I had to stop at Buzz Beer Wine on my way up here. I, like, <laughs> to get I, I, even, I texted Grant earlier. I'm like, hey, um, so I was going to bring this for the show, but I drank it all. Would you throw a four pack in the fridge for me? And I'll come and get it in a couple <laughs> hours. It's like, oh, yeah, no problem. So, Thanks. wow. Yeah. Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Come check us out on the interwebs, craftbeercast.com. Uh, we got a link to our Patreon there if you want to support us that way, uh, or you can support us with beer. If you've got beer that you want to send us and have us try on the show, uh, we're happy to do that. Um, again, a Patreon, or uh, just you know, tell somebody. Tell somebody about us. Otherwise, slide into Josh's DMs at CBCast. Wells, where can they find you? Oh, yeah. I definitely meant to post some pictures that... Uh, well, you can find me at all the wells, You're or you killing can, me, Smalls, or or on Instagram at craftbeercast. Josh, you can follow me on Twitter at joshcbc. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast. Uh, post news stories or anything like that you want us to discuss. We will discuss it and give you some upvotes. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.